Hello and welcome to No Prize Podcast. I am the Professor Bud Young and I hope everybody is enjoying their spring. We're enjoying it so much we took a week off. But with me from Parts Unknown is Lucas. How are you, Lucas? You know, I'm good, baby. (laughs) Found the magic bottle. All right. And from across the pond, we have rejoining the team is Johnny the Machine Hughes. How are you, Johnny? I'm all right. Thank you for having me back. All right. How's everybody doing? Everybody enjoying their spring? We're into April, April showers. Well, first of all, I would like to give thanks and praise to to the All Heavenly Father for giving the location where I'm at just a couple more weeks of cold weather so that I could keep wearing my sweaters and hiding (laughs) my gut and my non-working and non-exercising in the gym. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for that. No, (laughs) I shouldn't it's the body by marvel comics is pretty much (laughs) so well you know know you know how you know how in some of the star wars joints they have the they have like everybody's like the pilot or the freaking soldier but then you have this random like big fat guy out of nowhere we know who they're targeting they're targeting people with my body type right because they want want to make me mess me up and think that i could go out there and fit my fat ass into that fucking cockpit man like no man (laughs) I know. I, 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 I've done my time. I know that there's no hell. There's no way in hell, man. But man, look who we got, though. The machine yeah. Hughes. Johnny. Wow. Johnny is, yeah. I, 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 I ain't fitting in any cockpit either. You know. So that's fine. Yeah. Me, me and Parkins. Parkins can have it. Go on, son. Go to attack the Death Star. Watch hey, out. But Watch as out long six. But as long as you enjoyed your way on your way to that body type, that's yeah, all that matters, yeah. right? Yeah. Built for comfort, baby, not speed. <laughs> I think my X-wing flies like this. <laughs> my my X-wing left. That's why she's the X. <laughs> nice. So um, we're gonna talk a little bit uh, about Moon Knight, and I don't know if you guys have seen Moon Knight yet. Did you watch the first episode or the two first two? I'm I'm one episode in. Huh? Huh? Yeah, Yes, I am one episode in. I am halfway, well, I'm maybe 10, 15 minutes into the second episode. And let me tell you, man, it's uh it's interesting what they're trying to do here, man. Freaking uh they look, it's it's I like what they're trying to do with their like whereas everybody else are like we're just they're saying, well, okay, this person, that but and maybe because they had this past trauma, now that's why they're that and they're sacrificed. No, they're like, hey, there's this guy who's got some serious stuff happening with him. Not just in his life, happening with him, and he's mm-hmm. got to struggle through that to figure out what is going on. And we get to go on along that ride as we figure out what's going on with him. Because got to remember, yes, us comic book nerds, we know who this guy is. We think we know who this guy is. Actually, they changed the story, but but the rest of the world doesn't know who he is, right? Right. And they get to discover along with everybody else who he is in increments like hey one day one time he's on a freaking bus next time he's in this freaking bedroom that next time he's inside a freaking museum when he's not supposed to be so and we get to discover what's going on slowly but surely that's perfect 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 pacing i'm going to tell you what made me fall in love with the show before we even saw um oscar isaac as mark specter the um the opening scene was with Ethan Hawke's character with the uh, when he just had the broken glass in his shoes and he just put them on and I was just like wow wow what the kind what kind of show is this gonna be <laughs> and he just gets up and he walks it he walks out of the room and I'm just like oh geez and that and that was even before we even saw the uh, Moon Knight and uh, that was to me was gonna be I was like this is I'm I'm in I'm already I'm already fully invested in the show already. Um, but yeah, I think um, the the cool thing about his dual identity and his, I guess, what are they calling it? Dissociative identity disorder. Um, they're not they're not calling it schizophrenia for some reason. Um, well, schizophrenia but, was uh, phased out of the DSM V five like five six years ago. That's why. Okay, but it's the same thing, really. Kind of. Well, there's a different word, just a different name for it. Different different ways of treating it. Different uh, you know indicators that they're going for. Um, because there is definitely, so for instance, what if there's a trauma indicated freaking 
disassociative disorder, right? That's 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 mm. like, hey, something just happened to you. But then three months later, there's there's no indication of what happened, right? Then there's hey, um, indicator like uh, something happens. Like every time this thing happens, like hey, a bell rings. Every time I hear a bell rings, then it freaking happens, right? right. Uh, and then there's this, there's this, which is the idea, which is all the time, all the, you you don't know what's going on. You figure just all of a sudden wake up in in, in a lily field. Um, and we're not talking about alcohol related. You wake up in a freaking lily field, and you know, speaking from you know, experience, speaking from experience, I've walked in. Hey, there's been a couple of times, but I've woken up in a Japanese bar on top of a pool table. It, it just happens, right? Um, the uh, but 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 this is where it really important. What I do want to see is him getting the treatment, which is which goes into kind of with the book, the 2022 book serious is going into um like hey if you, you see this stuff going on you got the indicators you need to get yourself treated and i do love that they do address that you can't just freaking go through the rest of your life claim uh you know saying oh man i'm, I'm all jacked up and i guess i'll just struggle through it no there is help mm-hmm. you can't freaking get help and i hope i hope they keep on that that note well, the thing that I think is interesting, and I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna predict what's coming down the line, is we've seen Stephen Grant, and we've seen Mark Spector, and we've seen the introduction of Moon Knight and Khonshu into this MCU. I know that there's there's almost zero reference to the MCU at large in the show, um, but we have not met Jake Lockley yet, and that's what I think is down the road. He might, this whole show might wake up and be a third personality. And I think that yeah. that's gonna that's gonna throw all the fans that really don't know Moon Knight for a loop when they introduce the third the third identity. And that's and that for me, this is this is the problem with the Moon Knight character. Not the I mean, the disassociated uh, personality disorder is a real thing, mm. and I'm not making light of that in any shape, way, or form. But it comes in in Moon Knight. I always feel that. You write yourself into a corner. So I tell you what, let's just throw another personality in the mix mm. and then let's see what happens. And I would not like to see that happen because I think you've got to, you're going to have fans who like the various characters that that that, I, that he's going through, right? Right. Mm. So throwing more characters into the mix for the idea of getting out of a story bind dilutes the the fans opinion of the original characters that you like so I'd, I'd just like to you know let's let's work with what we've got let's not keep throwing like you know oil on the fire right so I mean, yeah, that's I my, mean, my personal opinion. right yeah i mean yeah i mean they could have gone a different way they could have gone and started with us with smart specter as the base character mm. and then built off from there but they, they went in a different direction and um once again it's because of the whole did you know uh they decided to actually focus on the egyptian culture which Mm -hmm. was a big piece and uh and all indications because i've been looking at a lot of the articles from overseas and it looks like that they've been disney has been heavily marketing this thing to a lot of the people overseas particularly um, people in Arabic cultures, people um, in Egyptian cultures, particularly in India and Pakistan. Um, and we all and we all know, and the reason why that is is because they just within the last couple of years, they just had a Disney Hotstar, which is specifically marketed towards uh, people of those cultures. Um, so they're starting out with this guy. Say, hey, Marvel's got some guys. This is where we're going to start out with Noshu, who is an old Egyptian god. And then um, all the indications are, you know, from what I've seen in some of the covers that are coming out later, as they're going to slowly drip in um, Indian Spider-Man. But this is a great start, right? Because we're here. We get to appreciate our this guy up on the screen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let, let's see where it's going. It's, it's great so far. He looks awesome. <laughs> Just yeah. looking at that. I think he looks better on the show than he does, does in the comics. This is one of those instances that I think that they actually uh, See, made him look better. I, I think the CGI is a little bit wonky. I, there's something something about his hands that just don't quite work. His hands don't the, the, the bend in funny ways. I don't know if that's a style of what they're going for, but for me, the CGI looks a bit wonky. But, well, you know, I'm, I'm an episode in. Um, I, I'm sure that I'll get, I'll watch the second episode and I'll be all like, ooh intrigued but of course to be fair i'm just waiting for obi-wan 
Yeah. I think we're all waiting for Obi Wan. That's that, gonna be it. That looks the bomb. Uh, well, are you talking about Obi Wan the TV series or the yeah, comic? TV show. Because uh, people are really hyped about the comic coming out. Well, I hope it's the comic. Than... Yeah, the covers are the co- covers are hot. I hope to do better with. I hope to do better than that than I did with the Han Solo one. Yeah, well, that that Han Solo joint was freaking garbage. Except for that Adam Hughes, which was like a one in fifty, yeah, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man. All right, so uh, so that's what's going on over at Disney Plus. We have Moon Knight currently airing every Wednesday. Um, but let's jump into what's happening in the uh, in the Marvel Comics universe. Uh, and let's start with a book that we've been talking about for months, and I think we've reviewed almost every issue as it comes out. Let's start talking Devil's Reign number six. We got Chip Zdarsky and uh, is it Marco Cicchetti on art? Mm-hmm. Look, and... I'm not saying anything. I, I get these wrong on my show, so I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm thinking, oh yeah, someone else can get it wrong. Brilliant. <laughs> Marco Cicchetto, excuse me, with color arts, colors by Marcio Menes and letterers, DC's Clayton Cowell, who we never mess up because he's on there all the time. <laughs> so this is, uh, Johnny, I know this was, this was your pick for the week. Do you want to go? Yeah, go yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess at some point in this six issue run, there had to be the big superhero, <clears throat> supervillain fight. It's yeah. been brewing. Um, I'm disappointed that we had to resort to that, to be fair. I thought this book was better than that. However, that said, it is a comic book, so you knew it was coming somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. I think, for me, the highlight of this whole run was um, was the setup issue four, when Fisk finally remembers. Yep. And then last issue, where Fisk takes it out on, on Matt's brother. Both issues, fantastic. The pace was great. The, 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 it felt ominous. It felt terror. It was really, really good. This doesn't have the same weight as those issues because it is the fight issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there are some really nice touches still. Luke Cage and, and the Purple Kid. Um, really, It's a nice little touch. Um, I like the fact that for the most part, Devil Rain's been seemingly contained. I know there's been tie-ins but they haven't had a a massive impact to the main to the six issues so i like that i thought the art book the art in this book uh by marco chichetto was absolutely bang on perfect i love this um a little bit of david finch style in there maybe yeah um but it was pacey the fight scene at the end with between murdoch and and fisk was great um i like the twist in the tale with fisk for president and how that played out um but no i I thought this this run has been an absolute blast and and i'm gonna i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss picking this up hopefully the new daredevil book that follows will be equally as good well same creative team so let's let's hope that it is then i like the fact i like the fact they haven't thrown Electra to the curb you're right or uh, yeah like kind of have her abandon the daredevil yeah, identity now that yeah. matt's back yeah yeah i like i like lady De- uh, daredevil i think she's class she looks great yeah. so the thing that i love about this book and zadarsky's run on daredevil was i th- i feel like this really has been more of a kingpin story since the beginning of this mm. book than uh, it, you know it's almost been equal weight and this this Sign, sign off isn't really a goodbye to this this daredevil run it's a it's a it's a goodbye letter to pretty much kingpin right because yeah. he, he yeah. and he and he gets to ride off in the sunset at the end of this with typhoid mary and supposedly i guess live happily ever after until the next time he comes back but you have um you have his son butch who ascends to the kingpin role you have yeah. you have Luke Cage elected mayor of New York. How are, what are they going to do with that? That seems fairly interesting. Um, and as far as the fight issue, I do kind of feel like the fights in this book were kind of like uh, an afterthought. I don't mm. think that they were the focus of this issue at all. I think it was like a three-page fight with uh, the Fantastic Four showing up and the uh, the Thunderbolts and and all that. Um, and that's another right. book that's spinning off out of this and- is the is the Thunderbolts. 
So. Right. And and that's fine, right? Because the main focus was to show the struggle, like the mental struggle in between, like the purple man and the purple children, right? Yeah. Uh, the, whatever the guy's name, son was, right? Yeah. The purple son, he was trying to hold everybody back and let the superheroes do their thing. The purple man was trying to have him kill everybody, to include his own son. Yeah. Um. So this was amazing. Like, I want to see more of the purple children. I I want this to be like an ongoing thing. I want to see him in the MCU. Uh, his first appearance was. Daredevil number four from the 2014 run. I didn't even know this was a thing. Now, yeah. they're slowly dripping in uh, some of these Netflix characters into the MCU, right? We've already got Daredevil um, and Luke Cage apparently supposed to make it. Now, Jessica, Jessica, she's supposed to show up at some point, right? Which would be awesome, right? Um, so if, if we got Jessica, freaking let's bring back the problem man and bring back the purple children, right? Especially if you're going for the youth movement. You know, across yeah. the MCU. Um, you'd have to, you have to do a little bit of a, a reboot there. Didn't Jessica kill the purple man at the end of season one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or did he mentally think that she, to make her think that she killed him? I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 that, double. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, the whole multiverse thing, everything's reset, you know, anything goes right now. Um, to include, um, you know, there's already talk about Black Widow. She's coming back. Um, but, yeah, hey, okay, so he's dead, but then you got these purple children that she never knew were around, mm. right? So you, that's how you bring back this whole element. Um, I, I would I would just love to see that, man. I don't, eh, you know, bringing back Dr. Who's purple man, like, eh, but I do definitely want to see the children. This would be awesome. I think um, I think this book was very much an ending for for Zdarsky's uh, uh, current storylines that are that have been going on for the last couple of years. I and this was probably um, and I've I've said for years I think these event books start off gangbusters and can never stick the landing. I think this was this was a book that really stuck the landing for me. And agreed, agreed. Uh, well, it's very well, rare, very yeah. rare. What we'll say about Zdarsky's writing, when they introduced um, when they introduced Matt's brother, yeah. I was I was kind of like, it was just a, for me, it was very much a, a side character, mm-hmm. not not massively important. There's going to be some like short term pain for Matt with the with the brother around. At no point did I ever consider that he was there to facilitate the death of the Matt Murdock identity. So. For someone like me who's been around the block a bit and seen quite a lot of comic books already, um, I think Sadaski needs a, a bit of a round of applause for keeping that right. the wool over my eyes right up until the last issue of uh, issue five of Devil's Reign, right. when it was like, of course he's going to kill the brother. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> how often do you get? How often do you not see it coming? Right? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, with well, this time around, I was like, man. Why I order, <laughs> you know, but you know, so hats off, but you know, keeping the story interesting, keep the characters a little bit off center so that the, the obvious play is missed, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was, and now that once it happened, you were like, Of course, right? Yeah, you were like, missed, Oh, yeah. it's so obvious, now. yeah. Of course, how did I well, not see it before? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see him being offered the presidency. I didn't yeah, see him true. killing uh, <laughs> the the rich twins or whatever you can call it. I didn't see that freaking coming. I thought that was going to be like a stickler in his in his crawl yeah. for like a while. You know, he didn't kill was, them, right? They're still alive, right? Uh, well, he definitely shot old girl. Yeah, yeah, but she's still alive at the end. If you look at the last panel where uh, where the where Butch is standing there after Kingpin leaves, she's she's like on the floor holding her shoulder. So yeah. obviously it was like a mortal wound. He might the the brother might be dead because um, yeah well kingpin crushed well, his hand right but so there there's i suppose there's the hook to bring him back in because sooner or later they go they'll go for revenge at some point yeah and that and that'll be the hook that brings him back well um, and i think I've, and i think I've got which a... is an interesting character too and you know who they can play off with him is, is the rose yeah they reintroduced him in the storyline too that's just about saying sorry um, i stepped on uh, you yeah, it's all right it's fine um i also liked we talked about uh personality disorder earlier i liked how they've utilized typhoid mary in this book yes yeah you know i, I think I, i've loved typhoid mary since the first john romita jr advert 
who ran in the comic book where she stood yeah. over him with a with the two blades and a hockey mask and a fishnet. So, you know, I think I think that's worked really well in this in this book, definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, this. So this book is fantastic. I don't I don't know if we've ever had all of us agree on how good a book was <laughs> in a long, long time. So, you know, Devil's Reign, highest possible recommendation. If you haven't read it, go find how if you can find them all. Go get uh, what I will say just quickly about Devil's Reign, it has it has tied into lots of other books around the way, and I've got to say they've been they've been interesting. They haven't <laughs> the ones I've read. I, I think I read the Emma Frost one. Um, yeah. I read the Spider Woman one. Um, I read a couple of more, and the U.S. Agent one was interesting. Mm. You know, the 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 been quite well done. Normally, when you get tie-in books. You kind of like what is this but you know yeah. it, it, it made it work Definitely. yeah and, and but those tie-ins you didn't need to you didn't need to pick them up at all to get no, the no. regular story and that was <laughs> another part that i thought was really really good because if you didn't want to get them you didn't have to i suppose i'd recommend getting the the lady daredevil book 23 issues i think that probably plays quite a bigger part than the others but was that only th like a three issue limited or is i think i think it's only three issue right? oh i thought uh well there's three issues out now but i thought it was i thought it was an ongoing but no she i think she's going to join uh the new daredevil book isn't she she's going to well, be making a, of, a, of course but, who knows oh. all right so let's move off of devil's reign and let's uh let's talk our next book and then we'll take a we'll take a break um i wanted to talk the fantastic four because there's a lot of stuff going on in Fantastic Four right now. They're in the middle of their own event book uh, called The Reckoning War. Um, and we're brought, uh, Fantastic Four is brought to us by Dan Slott on uh, writing, Rachel Stott on art, and uh, color artists are Jesus Abertov and Eric Arseniaga with letters, VCs, Joe Caramagna. So um, The Reckoning War is a pretty... I, you know, I like to think it's a little bit of an ingenious kind of plot line from, from Dan. So the watcher, uh, gets in trouble, right? Yeah. <laughs> the watcher gets in trouble for watching, yeah. uh, but, uh, but he has seen the, uh, the reckoning who is an old enemy of the watchers. Um, the, the reckoning is going to destroy the universe. So the, now, uh, Watu, um decides that he needs they need to interfere to save the universe and of course the fantastic four is right in the thick of things and um you know as this build-up uh dan slot's been kind of changing uh the fantastic four a little bit he's got we've got johnny storm suffering from his powers being uh on all the time um we've we've introduced uh children for ben Grimm. Uh, back in the empires, uh, the empire uh, event last year with, um, mm -hmm. uh, so he's got he's got a scrawl daughter, a Cree son. Um, they got he got married last year. So there's some the, the things that you don't think about, like if everybody thinks the Fantastic Four is getting a little stale, he's kind of keeping them interesting and things happening in the in the book and in, in the beginning of the storyline to save the universe. Uh, read pretty much downloaded all of Uatu's knowledge into his brain, which of course his, his, his brain cannot uh, contain all of this knowledge. So the strain is going to, um, is going to kill him in days. And, but now that he knows pretty much everything, he is scrambling to save the universe with the help of the fantastic four, whether they want it or not. And the, the thing I liked about this book is it does show you, cause it, I think it intensified Reed's personality a little bit, right? Cause he's just toying with everybody at this point. And the way he did uh, the thing in this issue, I thought was very dramatic where um, the forever gate is compromised. So he tells the kids to uh, enact uh, what the heck was it called? Protocol, Protocol Zero. Zero. Yeah, Protocol Zero. Zero, which supposedly was a self-destruct mechanism for the Forever Gate and, and supposedly killed uh, all the kids and Alicia. And this this degenerates into the classic Reed-Ben battle 
Um, but it, to me, it looked like the stakes were higher than ever. And mm. for what Reed, what, what happened with Reed is Reed was toying with the thing just to get him to, uh, to get over what he thinks is going to be his death at the hands of, Ra of Rapture, who is one of the, one of the villains in the reckoning. Um, and the thing thinks, or it's been foretold that, uh, Rapture is going to kill Ben and, um, and so Ben thinks he's going to die in this fight. Mm. And by having this battle, Reed gets uh, Ben to get over that. We, mm. we won't. I don't know the the real fallout from this, but so now we know we we, we have a Ben that is going to go to the extremes and and sacrifice himself if he has to. But Reed needed him to get get over it. So he like everybody was dead. Yeah. So um, I thought that that was. The I think that's that was the emotional string in this issue that really kind of got me into the the um, the ho hum another read fights Ben issue, um, but I really kind of thought the stakes were really high in this, and we haven't even touched in this issue. They don't touch on the other things happening with um, the resurrection of Galactus and mm. his merging with the Destroyer armor, um, which I'm sure over the the next couple of months that's going to be huge. Um, but to me, I think Dan Slott has really brought the Fantastic Four back to prominence and almost like they're um, the linchpin almost of the Marvel Universe, where for years they haven't been. And mm. uh, the adventure in this issue and the feeling of anything the Fantastic Four does has universal ramifications in the Marvel Universe. Um, I think that that's back. I, I really in, am enjoying the storyline. Um, and just to shout out a couple of weeks ago, the special, the Reckoning War special with the Watcher yeah. mm -hmm. uh, was absolutely fantastic and um, and really kind of got into the character of the Watcher where he realizes that if he never interfered, everything would have worked out fine anyway. <laughs> so I thought I thought that that was great. Um, what did you, Now, what did you guys think about this book? Have, and what do you think about the Reckoning War as a whole? Amazing, right? Because yeah. look, what, what's what's really at base over here? It's actually if you know how you no know, people are like, well, you no know, DC, they're trying to ground themselves. Well, Marvel, they are addressing global issues right now without being grounded. They're like, well, you know, we don't want to mess around over here on Earth, but let's take this issue out here. And then let, let them play around with the ramifications. And the big ramifications is somebody was giving all these planets, all these different species, big weapons. Not like little weapons, not pew pew, like, hey, planet cracking, uh, homicidal, genocidal freaking weapons. They were freaking giving that, right? Um, and they're addressing that whole thing. That's that because that's a big thing right now, even with the war in Ukraine and Russia right now. That's that's big thing you know people think russia no there are other entities that are working sidelines that are doing some crazy stuff so i don't know if they saw the foresight on this and that's how they came up with this but hey that's that's the thing right now the the secondary thing is you know i like the fact that they're jack of hearts he's showing up in this one i don't know what they plan on doing with jack of hearts in the mcu but every time i turn around this dude showing up whether it be the avengers she hawk or fantastic four mm -hmm. right now you know he keep, he keeps showing up. What's the what's the, th the what's the other issue that I'm saying globally right now is pri um, privacy, right? Cameras are everywhere. Cameras are everywhere, um, and there's a lot of people who are like, hey, I don't want cameras everywhere. I don't want every single move I make to be watched by someone, right? So the you know one of the and, and I think the comic where this was initially was addressed was like 2004, 2000, 2008 or something like that in the She-Hulk book. Where they're like, hey, we want to be in a blind spot. We don't want to be watched at all. We shut it down, freaking turn off everything. And the price for that is when you turn off your for the ability to have the security people or whatever watch you, now you are at the behest of the bad guys. Right. And that's exactly what happened. That becomes a major plot point before this. Like, hey, because everybody's like, hey, man, I don't like the fact that TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and everything are watching me on my phone, even when I'm not, you know, give me something. Well, that that's great and everything, right? And, and of course, every, nobody nobody wants the FBI and federal government watch, watching you on your freaking stuff. That, that's just, but the thing is... Not with my internet history. 
Um, But the thing is, once you turn it on, now you're at the behest of the bad guys who are definitely going to be, definitely know you're there, and they're definitely going to be on your on your stuff anyways. So there's a there's a there's a bipolar freaking argument going on with that, and I I love that they brought this up, you know, and it's a major point major point for it, right? Um, The whole the whole emotional thing, right? Of you know, hey. The whole kid, you know, because there's the the four kids, right? You mentioned the Kree's kids, yeah. the Scroll kids, you know, uh, Reed's kids, right? They've been battling it out for like the last year. Every time I turn around, there are some major these, and in fact, they even addressed it in one of the in one issue in one Fantastic Four issue where they took them to court. Like, hey, you've been really bad with these kids. Uh, how is this not child endangerment? Right. 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 How the fuck is this not child endangerment? So now here it comes. Here it comes to the head. You're, they are in a major intergalactic war. You got them fighting. Get them out of there, right? So they they protocol zero. They shut them out, and, and he was like, "Hold up, you didn't discuss this with me. Now I gotta kick your ass, Reed. Now I gotta kick your ass." And you know, and then they did the whole emotional thing. I didn't think that was needed. I thought I thought it would have had more weight if they didn't do the reveal. Oh, they're still alive. And we could still get in contact with them. It would have had more weight. Leave it to the next issue to bring up, hey, you know, hey, they're still alive. There's still a way to get them. You know, freaking. But it was such an emotional weight where he's like, hey, no, we can't get a hold of it. And you saw the look. You saw Ben Grimm's look. He's like, he's like, he he takes it in. Then he thinks about it just a second. And then his eyes pop up. That's great art. Yeah. That's great art, man. That was, that was a, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. What do you think about uh, She-Hulk being back in the book? No, she's, she's only she's only there because they're on the planet, right? That's the only reason she's there to give some sort of. I like know, her she's costume. Had, <laughs> she had she's had some history. She had some history with that planet back back in the day. So she's only there to kind of give that, I suppose, angsty bit from that point of view. I like she. I like she. Like, I, I, I like she Hulk yeah. as part of the team. I like she Hulk on the. I like she Hulk on Fantastic Four more than I like her in Avengers. Me too. Hmm. What did you think about Reckoning War so far, Johnny? Um, there's a lot going on. Oh there yeah, is, there, there yeah. is there is a lot going on, and for we haven't issue, touched on Nick Fury either. Yeah, this issue I could have done without the side, the side step to to um, where Johnny is. He's, because that was just like it's part of the main main story i get it but it doesn't need to be in every absolute issue it kind of for me it threw me out of the loop because i was i was really invested in the whole reed and uh ben fight yeah. you know and, and, and ben's bang on right slot's got it perfect you know ben's giving everything to reed and reed's treating him like a douchebag he hasn't even i mean i remember a couple of issues ago when the torch discovered that he you know, he couldn't play him off, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, if I said, oh, don't worry, Reed will fix it, and Ben's grumbling his breath, he's never fixed me, yes, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, he hasn't, you know, some best friends you are, mate, um, so yeah, I, I think, I think the title of the Reckoning War, it works on several layers, yeah, fair enough, the, the bad guys are called the Reckoning, I also think there is going to be a reckoning within the team that you know what Reed Reed is isn't um, isn't perfect. Um, there's going to be some some crazy stretch eye things. So like, oh, he's got all the power of the watcher. It just means his brain's going to stretch. I'd like to see that. You know, like a really big yeah. Will's head as his brain gets bigger. I want to see him lose his fucking hair, man, because that whole gray hair on the sides ain't fucking cutting it, man. Hey, don't you be knocking gray hair. <laughs> you, you over there. Yes, I see you. Yes. Like, you know, he's still got the, the 50s haircut and everything. He's got the gray. Like, nah, man. Nah, hey. you're old. You're old, man. Lose your damn hair. At least get at least lose part of the hairline. A little something. Get the LeBron hairline going on something. You know what I mean, because because smart people have hairlines. Like like lose their hairlines as they get older. It's, it's just a thing. You know. Uh, you know what I just I, I just had a thought. You know what I think would be great because Doctor Doom has been running around in this book too, and he's part of this storyline. And next issue is going to be I think his big issue where he has a big fight. Wouldn't it be great if Doctor Doom cured Ben? 
Mm. Well, I, 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 I think they'll find out. Or, or what I would like to see is that now that he's got the knowledge of the Watcher, he knows how to fix Ben. But because of this fight, chooses not well. to. That <laughs> the reckoning is is that it's it's a reckoning between the two. Yeah. That's what I, that's that's how I would write it, because you know, it, Reed goes through some proper torment in this issue, and so he should because he's an absolute douche. It, he is, <laughs> but that's what makes this comic so good at this point because they really kind of uh, really bring out the personalities, and Reed has always been kind of off put, like like standoffish a bit. So, you know, yeah. too too wrapped up in his work to care about his wife and his kids. And his best friend so um i think dan slot is just pumping on all cylinders in this book and this is this is probably going to be one of those storylines that i look back on um and say it's probably the best storyline of the last 10 or 15 years for the fantastic four so let me ask you well that's not saying much so we're not, we're in publishing. Uh, i mean <laughs> so, very true. Um, so let me ask you this question then before we cut to the break sure do you prefer slot on this or spider-man easy this easy um i really liked spider-man when he was on the book um and i don't think i don't think the book has been better since he left um that's that's a true thing so uh i would say uh, i would say i liked him on spider-man i think superior spider-man was probably the best storyline i've read probably in the last 10 years in spider-man it's been more than 10 years for superior spider-man maybe but um yeah i think uh I think Spider-Man, you know, if Dan Slott ever goes back there, I'm on, I'm on board. So, yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> so let's take a break and uh, we'll be right back to talk more comics. Let me ask you a question. Are you wanting to read a new comic book that has nothing to do with the big two? Are you tired of looking through countless titles and have no idea where to begin? Well, don't you worry, because the Random Dude Josh and Johnny the Machine Hughes has the podcast for you. Flipside Focus, only on the Undercover Capes Podcast Network. All right, make sure to check out Flipside Focus and all the other podcasts on Undercover Capes Podcast Network, most of them starring Johnny Hughes. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? (laughs) <laughs> what are you trying to say? You're, You're on awesome. everything. Can't get away from you. <laughs> I can leave anytime you like, you know. I, don't, like, yeah. I, pref- I, like I prefer you. I prefer my podcasts to have a dose of Johnny in them. Oh, there you go. If they go there like that about it. Oh, <laughs> All right, so let's let's jump let's jump into uh into uh Lucas's pick. Uh we're we're gonna talk Captain Marvel annual number one. Yes, sir. Uh, Captain Marvel Annual Number One, uh, written by Tarun Grumbek. Artist was Carlos Gomez. Gomez. Color artist was Dijo Lima. Letterer and productions, of course, VC is Clayton Cows. He's all over the place. Every time I turn around, there's another VC. There's VC Clayton Cows. This every time. But Have you noticed? It's... Have you noticed when Clayton Cows on a DC book, he doesn't go by VCs. Clayton Cows. He just goes by Clayton Cows. Oh, I, mm. I did not know that. But this 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 book was uh was handmade for uh, Johnny to try to pronounce the creators. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's that O with the line through it? What the heck is that? That's not in my alphabet. What the heck is that? Sorry, I can speak Klingon. I'm all right. <laughs> Do you make it, man? Freaking. Oh, we'll, I'll, we'll talk about Star Trek Discovery a little bit later. I mean, later on after maybe after the show. But um, so. Once again, I, I'm not a huge Captain Marvel fan. I think they still they there's so much potential in Captain Marvel that they could be doing with this character. They just haven't found their stride with her yet. Um, but this one in particular kind of got to me, right? So the, the point of the story is it's it's kind of, it's like a prison break story. That's that's really all it is at the base of it, right? Um, she has this friend who's a child. Um, and she hears that she hears that she's in prison. She drags her to this one prison. It's like, and it's not just like a normal prison on a freaking planet. The whole planet is like a prison planet. That's how they freaking all the employees are freaking prisoners. You know, the you know the the governors are just prison wardens and everything. In, in 
you know, you're you, you once you once you arrive and you do something wrong, you know, your freaking hours and days gets tacked onto your sentence and everything. So she's so she, she all she knows is she's got to get this child out. She gets she gets the child, and the child is actually with some of the star jammers. These knuckleheads right here on the freaking cover, right? We just couldn't <laughs> shout out that the star jammers were also in the Reckoning War. They are. Yes. They're all over yeah. the place. So, so well, no, 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 that's that's a good, good point because what do I always say? If you start seeing these characters show up in more than one freaking issue or more than one freaking comic, that means that there is some type of plan by Kevin Feige to actually put them in the MCU somewhere at some point. When's the Wrecking Crew showing up? <laughs> well, didn't they show up in uh, one of the Spider-Man No Way Homes or Homecoming or Prom Queen or some some crap like that? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so freaking, you know, to get to the child, the child's like, hey, freaking, I'm ready to get out of here right now. So during the re- most of the rest of the book is just a whole freaking prison break movie. The reason why I can hone on, hone in on this one, because it was some excellent writing that got to the basic economic w- thing of this whole planet, right? Hey, once you, once you're born. I mean, and even in fact, some of the children that were born there were the children of, of debtors and and prisoners. And once they were born, there was an automatic debt that was put put onto them. And in order to eat, they had to put more debt or hours that they had to work in the mines. Right? Um, there was just a whole economical economic system to this thing that was amazing to see somebody actually put it on paper and explain how it works. Oh, you want to freaking breathe? Okay, you're gonna have to tax some hours on her. You want to freaking eat? There you go. You want you want a, you want a nice posh freaking bedroom? You're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay more for that, and you're gonna pay. You're gonna have to pay by working in the mines. Right? So I, I liked that little bit. It was about maybe four to five pages long, but it was just that type of stuff that I would actually love for Captain Marvel to ex- to explore more in her actual books that would give more depth to what she's actually fighting. Because all because right now. To me, she's just some chick that has a lot of powers, just just flying there and there. And then, you know, in MCU, she's like, "Well, I could be here because I'm out in space." But if you're telling me she's out in space to fight against this type of tyranny, against this type of slavery, now you got a character that I can, you know, uh, you know, get into. And I would love to see, you know, those type of adventures. Like, hey, I'm going to this planet because they're, this is the way they're, and these guys over here are fighting because of this, right? I, I would love, I would love to see more of a grounded freaking explanation as to why she's out there and who she's fighting for. Um, and then in the end, it got a little tricky because the only thing that ruined it was because the governmental experimentation thing, where you no, know, they're uh, you no, know, they tried to kill the child um, because the child is basically a virus, right? Uh, you you nick her a little bit, and then two more pop up. And then two more pop up, and then and then that's the whole thing. So they found her own planet. They put her on the whole planet, and where she was one of nine, she's now like one of two hundred that's out there. Um, so to me, it's like, wait, if you got this thing that could multiple multiply multiple times without control, then that literally is a virus, which means that the government scientists were kind of right, you know. But that's that's just me. I don't like. I don't know if you guys got to look at it, but. I, I I really oh, like I, I I I got to look at it first. I've I've written an advanced review for this a couple of weeks back, uh, back on Comic Crusaders. So you know I I I think Captain Marvel's probably one of the most consistent books that Marvel put out there. Um, I, I I agree with you to an extent, Lucas. That you know what she should be doing more. And there should be um, an overall arc to what she does rather than just flip from adventure to adventure in some sort of haphazard manner um but quality wise i think captain marvel has has always been up there especially with kelly thompson on the book but this book does bring up a certain uh peeve that i have don't you feel that marvel of late have a have a house style it's not just related to art anymore it's very much of writing so I flicked through this book when I got it as an advanced review. If I hadn't have checked, this could be Kelly Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yes. It could be Jed McKay. It could yes. be Carla Pacheco. It mm-hmm. could be any host of any writers you know, that Marvel are doing right now with this humor, banter, 
yep. style that goes on. There's like a house style, it's like an editorial edit that or edit that says you've got to be super funny all the time. And there's only a couple of books that aren't like that. The X books, for example, are their own are their own little thing. But even that's its own problem because as yeah. Professor said before we started, every X book reads the same. There's no differential anymore. It looks so, the same. This it yeah, everything. So, so it's like come on. At least on DC books, the different Batman books, yes, there's lots of them, but they all look different. They and they all read different. This is just you know, it Marvel have, have worked out a a standard of which they want to aim for. Yeah. And they do it very, very well. I love the strange book by Jed McKay. I but they go like Black Cat. Black Cat's a humorous character. Does Captain Marvel always need to be so humorous? I don't nope. know. Exactly. Nope. Um, I did like some of the, the dialogue quirks uh, in this, you know, when one of the Star Jammers speaks in a kind of off off English manner. That was that was fun. I liked how she always kept blaming uh Kosar for everything that was going wrong. It's like that that, that, that made me laugh. Um the art again it's a generic marvel house style it um, is. if you're going to have if you're going to have different artists on books can i not see them do their thing please you know i mean don't get me wrong i thought it was decent you know i mean captain marvel body proportion stayed consistent throughout the book the you know there wasn't any wonky hair going short long blowing not blowing or anything like that um and i think the colors were great on the book i think you know the, I enjoyed reading it. And if anyone thinks I'm kicking the book, I'm really not. I gave this book four stars, four stars out of five. So I enjoyed reading it. It's just one of those pet peeves that it's just Marvel by the numbers. Yeah. I mean, the I, I would say I did enjoy the book because I liked seeing Captain Marvel back with the Star Jammers. If everybody remembers when she was binary, she was a member oh, of the Star Jammers. Sure, so, yeah. so seeing them back together and and having that familiarity, I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool, and it did remind me of just the vast history that Carol Danvers has in the Marvel universe, um, and especially, uh, especially now Binary's back, right? And so, and and maybe that's what we see. Maybe we see that Binary kind of spin off and go back with the Star Jimmers if she sticks, if the Star Jimmers stick around for a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought this was uh this was good. Um, not really. I, I haven't really been a big fan of the annuals that they brought back over the last couple of years. They're all one shots, and I I I used I would like them if they did more of um, kind of like a tryout book kind of things. You know, like the annuals used to be like uh try out yeah. for new talent and this right. was i mean i haven't never heard of these two creators on here but like you said it was a house style so it didn't look if you didn't see the creators you would have thought it was the regular team yeah so yeah. so that to me is the only drawback that i would have is what you've already said um but yeah i i, I think uh you know there should be there should be more captain marvel i think we're, we're i think we're past the point of being uh, of me being angry about it, the, them rebooting the book every year, so because um, that, that used to make me mad. Um, but but if we're talking about reboots and cancellations, can we start talking a little bit about um, what Marvel has decided to do with some of these uh, other books? And I know Johnny, some so, of these some of the some of the books are really good. Why are they? So I have I absolutely have no idea. I was in my local comic book shop. I should give him a shout out. The Dal Knight in a little town called Darlington, near me, and we were talking. And it's a little independent book bookstore, comic book store. It has no links to Forbidden Planet or any massive chains like that. He goes through, and this might sound like low numbers, and I apologize if it does, but one of his best sellers is Spider Woman, and yeah. he sells ten copies a month of Spider Woman, right? He has goes through eight copies of Black Widow, and these yeah. are two books. Black Widow won an award last year for the best new series, and yet Marvel could have cut both of them. I cannot believe it when you think of how much effort Carlo Pacheco put into making Spider Woman's history make yeah. sense in the first 13 issues. 
Of course, yeah. And then, yeah, fair enough, it turned into a bit of a humour book, and the last one was slapstick on top of slapstick. Um, but the Black Widow book, I mean, there's some really good stuff in there. The art's mm-hmm. a bit wonky every now and again, but generally speaking, there's a whole host of different relationships going on. In fact, we even said um, recently when we looked at, when I looked at the Ghost Rider number one, mm-hmm. they've given uh, Johnny Blaze his perfect, his perfect family, his perfect life, which was the same storyline that kicked this Black Widow story book off. The right. fact that she had a perfect life, she had a husband and she had a son in Stevie and Little James. So I don't understand it. I, I don't get it. It can't be that they're just female characters. Because if you think about it, this year, Black Cat gone, Spider yeah. Woman gone, Black Widow gone. And, yeah. and fair enough, you've got Clear to replace Stephen Strange. But even that sounds bonkers, because why would you do that when you've got a Doctor Strange movie coming out? Okay. Well, well, well let me 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 real let me reel this in. So um no, I cannot confirm that Spider Woman has actually been cancelled because I've been going through all of my announcements through PRH. It has been it has been cancelled. If you check the book, it says this is the last issue, final issue. We're done. Yeah, this is right on the cover. Yeah. But um, but you know they they've done that before with like Strange Academy. They they say hey we're going to cancel Strange Academy, and then two weeks later, we already know there's another series coming out. So yeah, well they said that at the end of Strange Academy, right at the last page, they said we're gonna it's gonna be coming out with a new number one. So um, but but here's here's what's actually happening, right? So Disney, um, they're they're folding in. They're folding in the characters, right? So right now, uh, what we're waiting on on Wednesday is Janet Yellen, who is the big mama of the Fed, is going to come out and most likely is going to say, hey, there's going to be a recession, and that's because of two things, uh, war in Ukraine, Russia, also... And Spider-Woman um, comics. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the Fed rate, which is supposed to go to like 3% within the next, next year or so. So um, everybody that bought a whole bunch of money um, to make all this comic stuff, they're going to they're going to shit their pants because they brought a lot of money and they're not going to be able to pay it back. Especially, remember, Reagan Disney sent a whole bunch of stuff over to China to hey, can you play your stuff? And China said no. And it wasn't until the Spider Man joint that they started allowing Disney stuff to becoming. So Disney owes a lot of money and their interest rates are going up on them. Now, um, now the other thing that that's uh, interesting, and I've been talking about paper for like the last two years, is that paper has becoming rarity, and it's showing up in the last couple of weeks. A lot, the last two shipments I've gotten from Marvel, Penguin Random House, the paper from some of these books have been absolute horrendous. Really? Yeah, horrendous. Like, like just paper thin, like toilet paper thin. Um, they've been resilient, but just paper. So a lot of people have been pissed off about it because, hey, you still got me paying $3.99, $5.99 on some of these books, and the paper has been absolutely freaking trash. Um, now, the other thing is, like, okay, it makes sense because there's been a lot of complaints about the weight of the books because the weight of the book, you put them in a freaking box, and they're going to shit to this place, and the freaking shakes it up, and the weight messes them up. But now the ships, the shipments are lighter. Uh, which means a lot less of the books have been been messed up. But you can claim that, but we know the real reason is that you know, with inflation, the prices of shipping and paper has gone up, and that, that's just what it is, right? So if I got so once again, if I'm running out of paper, the right paper that I need, I got to cut back on some of these titles. Thank God, right? Because you know what was what was the golden age for me right now is during a pandemic when they cut all the accident books out. And we then went down to just the two books, The Power of X and House of X. And it was a lot easier to read all the Marvel stuff. So now they're going to cut down some of the stuff. Let's, go ahead, cut out Black Widow, but put her back on put her back on the Avengers. Go ahead, cut out Spider-Man. Put her back in the Amazing Spider-Man book, right? Do not put her in the Amazing Spider-Man book. I do not want to be buying. I'm already keeping an eye on Amazing Spider-Man for Black Cat. I do not want to be reading... <laughs> If I want to be reading a Spider-Man book, I'm going to be reading it because of Spider-Man, not because of his amazing bloody friends. So I'm going to go a different direction here. I don't really mind that Black Widow or Spider-Woman get canceled or what have you. What what I want is, uh, fine, cancel that. 
put Kelly Thompson on Avengers or something. Give her, give them something to do that they, you know, just so that they're not unemployed. I think that there are so many strong women writers at Marvel right now that give them, give them a different character to handle instead of just giving them all the female characters to write. What I, I think Kelly Thompson on Iron Man or something like that. Give her, give her something, give her something to do. Put uh, uh, we we're seeing Rainbow Rowell, who was uh, I really loved on Runaways. Now she's writing She Hulk. Um, but I'd like to see her on something more high profile. Um, don't I mean that's a great point, but don't forget Kelly Thompson's one of the brain trusts behind the whole Spider Man Beyond storyline. Just as of last month. No, that was from 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 the get go. The whole Spider Man Beyond is she's on there. She's she's part of that whole okay writing well, group that that put that forward. So a lot of people were not. So maybe I'm wrong there. Because I didn't like Beyond at all, so maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. Everybody hates that shit. So. Yeah, yeah, but from from just from what I'm saying, man, I love Black Widow, and I did like the Spider Spider Woman run. I liked Black Cat. I liked what they're doing, um, but it just seems it seems like the next time we'll see Kelly Thompson is when there's another female character that they want to give a high profile to. Uh, for me, it's not uh, Kelly Thompson's great. I think she's fantastic. Carla Pacheco. You know, yeah. really, really solid, really solid writer, really fun. The Spider Woman book was great fun. Uh, for the for the most part, I do dislike the fact they broke up the relationship she had with Roger for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and then didn't move on from that. Um, but um, rather than think about what Kelly Thompson's doing, what are they doing with the characters? The characters kind of just sit in limbo. I well, mean, they you can. know, just they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Right, right. I mean, if if Marvel didn't care that much about Spider Woman, why bring her back in the first place, and why give her legacy numbers on the cover of a book? Yeah, yeah, you know, no, that's true. You know, and the the last issue has her going off with uh, Lindsay McCabe to go to go back to Madripoor, right? So, so maybe so maybe they do reboot that and we get a story of uh of Spider Woman in Madripoor starring Patch. Well I don't, know, don't even get me started about that patch book. That patch book is terrible. <laughs> um but there was a time about eight months ago where everyone's talking about how Carol Danvers and Jessica Drew were gonna to get together. Where did that yeah. go? I mean that 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 is a great idea, you know. The, the, they've been friends for God knows how long. They've been part of each other's lives for so long. You know, it makes complete sense to me that they would form a relationship. But then, where, where did that go? It was like, when, would you would you read a uh, a, a tales of suspense like book with a double story with yeah. both, both of those characters yeah. in a team up book? I tell you what, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. I think I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see a book called JJ's, and it's about. Uh, Jessica Drew and Jessica Jones was private detectives. There you go. Crack on. Yeah. Black cat is the black 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 cat is the foil on the street who knows all the dodgy shades going on. There you go. That that's the book. I buy that. Put some J. Scott Campbell covers on it. Boom. Yeah. Marvel, if you're listening, we would like jobs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, so we're closing out. Let's get I get my uh, the two minutes to close out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Take it's it a two, over. It's Lucas. a two minute warning with Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here, here's here's the rest of the news. Um, look, Hasbro Pulse is coming out with some new Star Wars toys. The most notable is that white Darth Vader, which was a storyline where where Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, actually goes over to the white side and becomes a Jedi. Um, so that's that's coming out. Actually, it was on sale supposedly on April 7th, but I don't know whether it sold out or what. But I don't know what they think because here, here's here's the deal. There was a toy for that before, back in 2004, and it had the first appearance, the comic first appearance in it as well. So that's out there. So I wouldn't spend too much on that, that Black Series on. I would freaking go for this one if you guys are really interested in that one. Um, there's also going to be a Moon Knight action figure out there. Um, it's going to be six inch scaled. It looks good so far from what, what I've seen. And I think depending on the series, people are definitely going to be interested in this one. Right? Uh, 
FOC real quick. Black Panther, freaking the app Appy. I love this. Her uh, doing the Wakanda sign. Um, there's a Saber Tooth number four, the Mastrasso. Moon Knight, John Romita. This one's open to order. Um, and then there's one. That was Leifeld. Leifeld? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse no. me. No. Yeah, Leifeld. No. <laughs> My eyes. Uh, this is a Moon Knight uh, Sick Events. This one's a 1 in 25. Um, this one is kind of cute. Silver Surfer Rebirth. This is the Scrawl variant. And as you can see, there's a scrawl on his board. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Silver Surfer Rebirth. A nice uh, Thanos by Yoon. Gambit's coming out. This one's by Enoch Lee. I forget who did this one. This one is by Momoko. There's a 1 in 100. Venom, Enoch Lee. It's got a lot of covers coming out this that not this week, but in a month. Uh, another Venom number eight. Your Fortnite. Keep an eye out for these Fortnite joints because they're supposed to have codes that you can use to play, get either masks or costumes or do whatever inside of Fortnite. Um, they were really popular when they Fortnite did a DC variant. People went crazy for those. Hmm. Uh, the Captain America Symbol of Truth. This one is the Torrin Clark. People love Torrin Clark right now. That so chill, That shield perspective looks a bit bonkers. It does. Doesn't it look looks tiny? Good. It looks like a small shield. Yeah. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, <laughs> what if Miles Morales? But this one was the most popular that uh, speculators are talking about right now. I don't get the point of the what if Miles Morales. I, I really, I, I looked, I saw the first one was what if he became Captain America. I was yeah. like, I was like, what? What's the point of this book? I'm not quite sure. Well, I mean, he he does have this one book that's coming out. Uh, I think it's like issue number thirty-seven, where his sister shows up. All right. Um, but his sister is all grown up, and she's like a spider killer. Ooh. Huh. Now that's an interesting story. I'll tell you that. Uh, that Miles Morales book seems more like um like a Spider Verse, but Miles Morales based, where the, uh, there's all the different characters. They're all Miles, but he's the Hulk. He's Iron Man. He's, uh, so yeah. like the Gwen story, the Gwen yeah. verse, thing. right? Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, that's those are the covers. But inside the actual book, from what I've seen so far, there's like different versions of some of the other characters. Like at one point, Black Panther shows up, Doc Ock shows up. So just another multiverse book, but. Let, we're not going to review this shit. <laughs> we're not going to review this shit. I can tell you right now. <laughs> Let me just make a note of when you said that so I'm going to pick the book next time. <laughs> uh, Marvel Voices. Uh, this one is an Eric Lee. A really good one of Lunar Snow. Is that the uh, female creator voices? Is that what that is? I think so. I think okay. so. I, I would have to look up more about what, what they're doing. Um, and this one is by a Wu. I like that cover. I'm reading the silk at the minute. It, it, it's all right. It's not. It's not great. It's not, it's not great. Yeah. Stuff, but it's yeah. all right. It's better than Spider Man right now. Well, it's, it's better than Spider Woman because it's still ongoing. <laughs> uh, Iron, Fi Iron Fist Two. Design variant. Right. Right. Avengers. Uh, this one is kind of interesting because you know we just came off the storyline where. Molinaire has a soul. It does have something inside of it. And then you got Valkyrie, Jane Foster on the other side. And we do know that Molinaire does have the ability to make itself into or personify itself and make itself look like Thor. So mm -hmm. that's the whole thing right now. Uh, Black Panther, Coco Low. Can I just say that I hate the way that Storm is written in Black Panther right now? Yes. If, you're, if anybody's reading it. Yeah, she they they write her so terribly. Weird, just weird. She's but supposed to talk nobody, like a goddess, and she talks like street. Jenny, Jenny from the block. Yeah, yeah. But nobody's reading Black Panther right now for Storm or Black Panther. They're reading it right now for Tosin, whose first appearance was uh, number three. Right. Uh, Iron Man. You know, speculating on loving. I guess you know, Black Cat, Iron Man, making love out in the. And the clouds, I guess that's the thing now. That's not black. That's Hellcat. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there's going to be a Fortnite cover. Captain America, some of the truth. Scotty I Young. That one. I that one. Mm. Uh, more Torrin Clark. This one is the Oliver Coppell. This one, there's a one to fifty of this one as well as well as a regular cover. Quite and right. there's a Fortnite cover. And then nice. that's it. 
All right. I like I like seeing the new art because I sometimes they creep up on me and I don't I don't search it enough to see what's coming. So sometimes yeah. it's a surprise. So all right. So that's gonna do it for us for No Prize Podcast. I hope everybody had fun. See us again and uh, a couple of weeks and we'll see you then. Hasta la vista. Adios. <laughs>